my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's showtime. Right, welcome everybody to another episode of the VHS Strikes Back. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hi, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to the VHS Strikes Back, the show where we dust off the old video player and go on a nostalgic journey to look at the good and the bad movies of yesteryear. Now, Chris, bit of a special one this week. What are we going to review? Well, Dave, when we first started the podcast, we, uh, you know, we've met some amazing people and we've got some great friends through the podcast who listen, tune in, get involved in the conversation. And one of them was uh, our good friend Colin Fraser. And uh, he did suggest a film, Dave, that I have never, ever seen <laughs> from 1981. It stars John Gordon Sinclair. I've heard of it loads of times, but I've never seen it. And it is a Scottish coming-of-age movie... <laughs> Gregory's Girl. So, have you ever seen this, Dave? <laughs> I thought that I'd seen this, but I remember very little about it at all. It's one of those movies that's just always been there. And when we were talking about it last week, I was saying it reminds me of Kez. Yeah. And I think I remember seeing the football trials at the start. Um, and that's why I'm making that association with Kez and the, the whole football scene that you love just because he's got a Man United shirt on. <laughs> Legend. <laughs> and he's a cheating fucker as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is actually. <laughs> he is, isn't he? He's like diving. He's like, penalty! <laughs> he invented diving before it was even a thing in the late 60s, early 70s. He did, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's fucking Ronaldo. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I, like I say, I thought I'd seen it, but it's just, it never appealed to me. This was a 1980 film, so I think it's just come a little bit too early for us. You know, 1980, I was wanting to watch Star Wars and Superman and things like that, you know, so I, I, you were probably not even able to watch the TV at that time, I would have thought, <laughs> wouldn't you? Still shitting your pants. <laughs> Still do that now, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say, you know, hand on heart, that I've seen uh, very many Scottish coming-of-age uh, romantic comedies, but, um, yeah, I'm glad we watched this one. It is out there on YouTube. Now, I do realise sometimes we've had people come back from the US and say, well, it doesn't show in this region, so I don't know if that's just a European thing or, uh, you know, we'll, we'll include this, the link in the show notes and... Uh, I don't think we'll be doing a commentary on it, though, will we, Chris? Okay, <laughs> now, look, it's on YouTube. That's that's before we've even started talking about it. There's a reason it's on YouTube, because nobody gives a fuck about it, let's be honest. Now, Chris, I just I do have to say, you know, this is, this is a beloved treasure from our friends above the border. You know, they, they, they love this movie. And actually, you know what? I... I went on a bit of a went down a bit of a rabbit hole I went, went to lots of reviews and there is so much love for this film and how sweet it is and how tender and the fact that if this was made in the US it'd be a bit more like Porky's you know it'd be a bit more seedy and stuff but this wasn't like that so uh, I'm just warning you there's a lot of love out there so um, you know if you want to <laughs> go up north again 
No, Dave, let, let, let's just say it. There's a lot of love for it, but there's a lot of hard bastards north of the border as well, Dave. There's that as well, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I may be getting a Glasgow kiss if I'm not too careful. But what I would say is this film reminds me, and we're gonna, I know we're going to talk about this, but it reminds me of that clip that I found... I think it was on Twitter, and, and I just think it's ridiculous. And it's from Jim Will Fix It when he simply says, and now I'm going to put you onto a man who's got problems with his, uh, what's he say, with his confidence, Gary Glitter. And he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and never has two people been more apt watching a movie now in 2021. This film is 41 years old, and my God, it's, yeah, fucking hell. It, it Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, do we want to talk about that now? Or no, let's just leave it. Let's, let's leave the perverted bit for after the trailer. I think, I think old Jimmy Savile might be making a few appearances in this uh, commentary, quite honestly. Fucking <laughs> <Okay>. hell. <laughs> John loves it, doesn't he, John Hammond? He always says, fucking hell, Jimmy Savile, Operation U-Tree. We use the same lines, but it's so apt watching this one. <laughs> Unbelievable. <Yeah>. Un-fucking-believable. <laughs> Well, with that, Chris, should we get into our trailer? Let's go. Now, this is really good. I'm really enjoying myself. Good. I'm glad we bumped into each other. Huh. Do you want to dance? It's really good. You just lie flat down and dance. I'll show you what I mean. I'll, I'll start it off, and you just join in when you feel confident enough. Okay? Gregory Underwood is an awkward teenager who plays for his school football team. They're not doing very well, so the coach holds a trial to find new players. Dorothy shows up, and despite the coach's sexist misgivings, it proves to be a good player. She subsequently takes Gregory's place as the centre-forward, and Gregory in turn replaces his friend Andy as the goalkeeper. Now, Chris, (laughs) what do you make to the opening of this movie? It's fucking wank, Dave. And when I say wank, 
I've had fucking better wanks when he left hand. It's fucking shit. I'm telling you. <laughs> it, it, awful movie. And, and I, you know what? I'm going to put a caveat on this, right? So, so you know, Jordan, my daughter, she played for United when she was like six years old. So far advanced for her. She played like the under 11. She, so, and I know I'm biased, but she's so good at football. That that I was I was taking her to Carrington. I think she was really good. She played different. She always played two or three years below. She played for the lads' team. My sister played for United women's team and City's team. She did make sure she had the United shirt underneath Dave, so that the, the cloth of the blue shit <laughs> that she wore. And she did when she scored. She used to lift the shirt up with the United training top on. And she plays football now. She lives in Canada. Plays football. One of my younger sisters played football to quite a good level as well. So I am not adverse to women's football. I've taken Jordan, my sisters, to like the Cliff, Carrington, watch women's standard of football. And it's risen a lot. And I do watch women's football when it's on. And and so I'm not being the typical man and just going, oh yeah, fucking women's football's a load of shit. Because I don't believe that. I think it's all fair. I don't believe that Megan, uh, what's she called? Thingy Rappaport, whatever her name is, the one who, um, Rappanor, I think, the one who's the captain of the US thing, who thinks they should get paid equally but that's another thing Dave I've got a rabbit hole here I need to shut my mouth anyway so what I would say is <laughs> women's David football David Brent yeah he's gone right <laughs> off here on it yeah, I love women I really do you know but, women uh, are <laughs> dirty yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really dirty but, <laughs> but, but what I would say is this movie and I didn't realise that it, it when I've seen it before, I thought, oh, it's a fucking football film. I've never watched... Not because it's a woman lead. I was thinking, right, she's going to come in the team, take over the team. They're going to win the cup. This is nothing like that. But the girl who plays her, uh, Dee Hepburn, is fucking rubbish at football. Like, the continuity of her on the ball, and even the continuity of the fucking team who run round like the four years old and they're all chasing the ball. Honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't take my eyes off it. And you laugh about Kez... But even Brian Glover and that that match was a bit more. It looked more real, and it, not because of the of like um, Dorothy. The whole team and Gordon Sinclair. He's the worst goalkeeper I've ever seen, Dave. And I was at Old Trafford <laughs> when fucking Taibbi let fucking one right through his legs. Sat near Fergie was. So honestly, I, I, I'm watching her play, and and she's a bitch. You know what, Dave? I've got to say, Dorothy is horrible to Gregory. Really is horrible, and he follows around. I'd, I'd, I kept watching it thinking she's going to be like lovely and this great girl who gets put down by the guys and we're going to get all these sexist comments. And it's not, it's, it's not what you expected. That's, that's all I can say. It's unbelievable. This film. <laughs> I think if you're focusing on the football and her, I think you're probably missing the point a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now what, what I would say is right. So it starts off. We get this this opening scene, don't we? So so the bunch of kids hanging around looks like some sort of nurses halls of residence or something, and they they're watching her undress. <laughs> it's like straight out of Carry On, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, you know Gregory's there with his mates and stuff, and then you get the you know some of the classic lines like. Oh, I see a Brazier. She takes it off. She's still got a hat on, or whatever you call those things. I don't think nurses wear them anymore, do they? But, you know, she was wearing nothing else but that. Yeah, definitely out of carry on. Um, And straight away I'm thinking, oh, fuck. And I've got got these these 
critics' responses ringing in my ears about how sweet and innocent it is. It's like you've got a bunch of fucking peeping toms here, a bunch of George McFlys. <laughs> I was going to say that, you bastard. You got me. <laughs> He's a peeping Tom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can you imagine that now? You know, fucking catch, catching me. But, oh, go away, you wee scamps, yeah. You know, I, I just thought that was a, you know, a bit, a little bit seedy. But you're like, okay, let's let's get past that. You see the, the football trials. i tell you what took me back a bit, Chris. You notice they were playing on, like, that cinder path surface. Oh. God, yeah, you know the thing that pitch. was basically crushed up glass and yes. fucking yes. Know, bones and stones and I, I I was like fucking I like that takes me back that why did anyone think that was a good idea to play football on that because we had that at school as well and it's like the worst thing to play football on it is yeah and, and I think we had an all weather pitch and I remember I did score one of my best ever headers Dave we were year 10 year 11 ball come over like a salmon probably the only time I've ever got a header on target right in the top corner but I, I do it it's so true it's reminiscent obviously we grew up playing football like sort of mid to late 80s to 90s as well didn't we when we left secondary mm. school and that's yeah, yeah. what you played on the one thing I'd give it charm on this movie is I have a fascination with like the 70s and that where my parents grew up and, and I think it's like a because of Back to the Future you know like when he goes back and sees his parents I would mm. love to go back I don't, I don't know I'm sure other people who love Back to the Future like yourself but I would love go, to go back to a time when all the most important people in my life were all alive you know I, I wasn't born until 1978 but to know him before I don't know it sounds strange but to know him before like my mum and dad got together or whatever you know like I mean, my, this my is grandparents. Back to the Future basically it is it? basically <laughs> yeah it is but I've always had a fascination with the 70s even though I'm yeah. an absolute techno geek there's no fucking way if i got transported back like where's the internet well it doesn't get invented chris until the late 80s you know and you know stuff like that like your phone the computer games i'll be playing fucking pong or whatever it is so so i've always had a fascination so i love the setting of gregory's room dorothy's you know outfits the the whole outfits of the kids and what they went through because it's 1980 81 when it came out when it was filmed but even I can still envisage, I went to primary school in 1985, but I still mm. know that, no, 83, sorry. I still know that we lived through that even into the 90s. It didn't really change the teachers and everything. Like, look, let's be honest there. Let's let's cut the fucking cloth. And I have suspect a lot of my teachers now as I look back. But in this movie, the teachers are just a bunch of fucking pedos, aren't they? Let's be yeah. honest, Dave. They are. And I, and I do, and I think as a kid growing up, looking back now, I'm like, fuck me, most of my fucking teachers probably were. You know, it's, it's sad to say that, that but it, it's, they play the teachers as just lech, leches, don't they, in the movie and, and really inappropriate some of the comments. Yeah. I mean, the, the, um, the, the football coach, you know, he's talking to those other two teachers, isn't he? And, you know, they're talking about, you know, one of the schoolgirls is baking him cakes and stuff. And he's saying, aye, aye, you know, you, you're getting in with her there or whatever. And it's all just openly disgusting stuff. And that guy kind of tries to cut him off. And he says, oh, you know, how's that? That mustache is coming along. You look almost 15 kind of thing, doesn't he? You know, taking the piss out of him. So a bit, bit of banter there. But a bit later... He's talking to this cake, which, let's face it, right, looks a bit like a tit, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. He's talking about this girl. 
and he's looking at this cake and he's <laughs> and then he just sticks his lips around the cherry on the end and I'm like for fuck's sake this is so wrong <laughs> and, and again I'm just I don't get it Chris I I think if you watch this at the time you know maybe we're just a bit more switched on to these kind of things and, and a bit more sensitive about him now I think if you watched it then you liked it then you forgive all of those things but when you're watching it now it's just like that's not sweet and innocent. That's seedy and uh, as fuck and very, very wrong. And then, you know, a bit later, you've got one of um, one of Gregory's mates reading in the class. And, and, like, the teacher's like, basically, she doesn't swear, but she's basically like, will you shut the fuck up? I'm trying to chat up the window cleaner here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the window. What, what about, oh, Dave, what about at the start, though, when, like, you know, they're going to school and you've got Steve is Gregory's mate and he was the keeper. Like the, he was, he was fucking rubbish. Uh, Andy, sorry, was the keeper and he's a bit of a dick all the way through it. He's not like, <laughs> he's so, with a girl. Yeah, he's, he's so he's, into his, you know, watching school football, isn't he? And you've got like a little journalist team there and everything. Yeah, you've got all sorts, which is fine. <laughs> but it's when they're coming to school and, I, and we talked about this like after we'd watched it this week off the podcast was, it's when the, the gardeners are there and they're like, one of the girls goes back and like, yeah, I fucking love to give her one. And that Andy turns around and does the old, yeah, you know, with his fist over, his arm over his fist, like, yeah, give her one. It's like, she's a fucking schoolgirl. What is going on here? You know, but it wouldn't go on. And, and I said to you, it reminded me so much of the Sweeney, of Dennis Wartman's character, George, the driving in the car, they used to have a driver and, and he's driving and I think Regan's in there or it might have been Dennis Wartman and the driver. And they go past the school gate with some schoolgirls, and he's like, oh, I'd fucking love to give a schoolgirl one. And you're like, he's supposed to be like 20, 25, 26 in this Dennis Waterman. And you're like, that's so fucking wrong. But this obviously went on. I, I remember a girl yeah. at school. And this is God's honest truth. I never forget her. I remember this girl, right? And she was one of the tra- most attractive girls in the school. She, she had, the, she had a, a, a good uh, set of lungs on her, Dave. Everybody loved her. And she was 14, and I remember her saying, I'm going out of a guy who's 28. And we were all in awe oh, of her, like, no. but we were in awe of her going, you know, um, oh, fucking hell, that's, you know, she, she's untouchable. She's not going to go for one of us lot, because we were in, like, third mm. year. But then when you think, when you leave school, and she get, you're thinking, that guy's a fucking pedo. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I, I, I don't even, and it wasn't just, like, a kissing relationship, because she told everyone, her and her mate, and I'm like, the both of them were going out with these guys who were, like, mid to late 20s, and you're like, that is so... Yeah, fucking yeah. wrong and I'm, no, I'm not taking it down a seedy path but this plays to that I think we're already there aren't we <laughs> <laughs> nobody does it <laughs> we've been there for the last 10 minutes I know so... but yeah sorry right we better fucking move on but well no that... I, I think I think though you're absolutely right and I think as well I remember one of the one of the physics teachers and it used to be like an open joke that basically he never taught any of us never taught any of the lads he just like you know he'd do a bit of a, a bit of an early lesson you know first five ten minutes you know he'd teach you a concept then you get into the practical then he'd just disappear to the back of the classroom like chatting to the girls and stuff and it was like ho 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 isn't that funny and you look back and you think fucking hell yeah. <laughs> it, it was right there I, i've told you about my junior school before haven't i yeah I, I can't remember about the fucking headmaster who used to take dance and and like used to make us all strip down take our tops off yeah. including the girls <laughs> i mean for fuck's sake 
our PE teacher used to do this woman. She'd go, right, we're playing football. So you think one puts bibs on, one doesn't. We all have the same colour PE tops. No, everyone takes your bibs off and you've got, everyone takes your shirt off and the ones who've got the shirt, you can put your bibs on and you're like, what is going on here? You know, when you it was bizarre, Dave. So yeah. and I, remember, I remember a girl at school I've got as a friend on Facebook. She used to say to about the geography teacher, he's a pedo. And I didn't even know what that meant when we were, you mm. know, 13. And she's gone, he, he got me in the the, the uh, classroom cupboard once and he go bright red. And we always used to go, she's a right bitch and everything. And now I'm thinking, fuck me, did he? And, and yeah, she was yeah. just very, she was very uh, hard and battle hardened to it. And I'm like, Honestly, as a parent and someone who's, you know, got a 20-year-old daughter when she's at school, it fucking filled me with dread when you look back at stuff like that. That was in plain sight. Yeah. But it's weird, isn't it? Because what the fuck were our parents doing? <laughs> Saying, <No>. you know, <laughs> they just not asked. It was, it was so rampant, wasn't it? It's on, oh it's on the fucking God. TV and everything. And like I say, I, I, I know you can't look back, at, you know, at a modern lens and... and you know, just say, oh, it should be like it is now. But again, it, it's just so, so wrong. And I, I can't remember the last time we looked at something like this. Because when, when we watch stuff like American Pie, it, it is supposed to be that ridiculous, like, gross-out type comedy. It's all like, you know, young boys trying to lose their virginity and stuff. But this, you know, is is sort of packaged as this romantic comedy. And I think, you know, you've got, um, oh, what's her name? Um, uh, Claire Grogan. Susan, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so playing Susan. And when they're doing the home economics, you know, she just she's talking to the bloke. I thought he was a teacher at first, but he's obviously like Gregory's mate or his brother, or I couldn't quite figure it out. But she just goes to walk off. He just gives her a massive pat on the bum. So she walks off with like a big fucking powdery handprint on her ass. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. fuck's sake. And at the time, I thought it was a teacher. Um, but uh, yeah, there's so much wrong in this, Chris. And I do think it probably just reflects, you know, a bit of society at that time. No, exactly. And and one thing I, I think is ridiculous, and it's great we're chatting about this, is Gregory, like... I, you know, his, his character is just shit. I don't understand what he's actually oh, supposed to be doing. I don't know. I'm sorry, I, I don't know. I think he's a terrible actor. But, what? and I know he won BAFTAs and everything for this, so I'm going to get slaughtered for this. I know I am. But I'm watching this as a 41, 40, no, 42, actually. Dave, I'm trying to take a year off. I'm a 42-year-old man watching it thinking, this is it's just something that's passed me by. Maybe if I had that nostalgic lens, it'd be different. Like when we've done, we've talked about this, like, you know, Howard the Duck, weird science, all that nonsense, you know, that like we've done comics, which I hated because I'd never seen it before. This, for me, is I've got five sisters, right? I am the oldest of five and uh, nine kids. I have got five sisters. My youngest sister's 20 years younger than me, Dave, right? And I've got, you know, different ones, various ages. It's like me going. So when I was 17, 16, it's like me. I love his sister because what the fuck has she gone through in her life? Because he's getting advice on relationships from a 10-year-old. It's like me going to one of my <laughs> sisters who's seven years younger than one of my sisters is and asking her when I'm going on a date, what do you think? Can you help me? And she just telling me, well, I would have done this. And when I've been in that situation and it's so wrong when she's talking she's supposed to be like a fucking yoda and i'm like what the hell is this it just makes no sense whatsoever that this 10 year old has this life experience 
<laughs> she's giving him advice on girls and stuff. Everything, like, how to you're, speak you're to him. You're ten. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are they teaching you in primary school? It's fucking bizarre. <laughs> it, it actually reminded me... Um, so I don't know if you've watched any of that Invincible, but there's a character in there, Monster Girl, and she's like 28 years old or something, but every time she changes, she, she gets younger in her body, but her yes. mind is obviously a 28-year-old woman. That's how she's acting. She's acting like she's mid-twenties or something. Got all this life experience. And and as for ki- kissing fucking Gregory on the lips, you know, like, oh my just, God, yeah. Do, do brothers and sisters, do you do that with your brothers and sisters? No. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, Dave. Be going, I mean, I'd be just sending this off to you, Tree, for what's fucking hell. Not a chance. <laughs> So I just thought again that was that was very fucking weird. But but I'm gonna disagree with you. I think John Gordon Sinclair. I mean he's 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 kind of like semi-famous, isn't he? I I couldn't figure out where do I actually know him from. I'll tell you where I know him from, Chris Fraggle Rock. No Fraggle Rock, is it? He was the, he was the lighthouse keeper. Oh God! Right, I haven't watched that for years. Now hey, that. Sprocket. Okay, I didn't little dog sprocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Dave, I used to know that. Catch again, <laughs> worries for another day. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> down to Fraggle Rock. Doom, doom. I used to watch Fraggle all the Rock. Doom, doom. Down to Fraggle Rock. Doom, doom. And then you go around the whole. That one, wasn't it? it was. <laughs> well, Dave, you can tell why we're still not in a band. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, that was that was him for a bit. So. Uh, Obviously, going on to bigger and better things. But, I mean, essentially, to keep the, the cost down and everything, they basically went to Glasgow Youth Theatre and picked up all these people, uh, all these actors and stuff, including um, including John Gordon Sinclair. One that they didn't was Claire Grogan. So, I know you know this because yeah. we talked about it the other day, but obviously she was the original Kachansky in Red Dwarf and she was also in Altered Images which, uh, you know, they had a few hits in the early 80s, didn't they? Like, Happy Birthday. Uh, oh, is that her? Happy, happy Birthday. Yeah. Ha- oh, right. That's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doom, 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 because basically that. she'd been glassed in a Glasgow pub. Oh <laughs> so my god! Prior to that, so you could see the scar apparently, and uh, so they just filmed her so so that you couldn't see it. So presumably it healed all up all okay, because you know don't recall seeing that any time later. But yeah, basically just to keep the cost down, and they did this, Chris, for two hundred thousand pounds. You know, so what that had been at the time, like three hundred thousand dollars or mm. something ridiculously cheap yeah to be fair Dave and it made 25 million at the box office so who the fuck am I to say anything and it's at 95% on Rotten Tomatoes with like awards coming out of its its ears so I just think what I found is there was no real story I don't what did you think I know I said it before but what did you think of Dorothy well she's just she's there to be like the she's Nadia right from American Pie. She's just there to be the the centre of Gregory's kind of obsession. Yeah, he's and, world. You know, I, I do think... 
I I do think he he played it quite well. The the Gregory character, you know, when he's uh, he's late, isn't he? Initially, when we meet him, gets caught up with his dad. I couldn't quite figure out. Do they actually live in the same house? The way his dad was talking, he, he's moved out and you know living somewhere else. And he's kind of walking. He's all gangly. The teachers are taking the piss out of him. Even um, I just think he plays that kind of awkward teenager quite well. But when they go for a bit of extra practice, and, you know, she's just belting the ball at him in goals, and then he, he goes into the changing rooms, he's, like, looking at a knee, <laughs> you know, and then, like, getting, again, really, really close, and, and it, it just, to me, it just comes off really creepy. Um, but apart from that, I, I think he plays an okay role. I must admit, for 15 minutes in, I'm like... Oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. But I did warm up to it a bit more after that. I did think it got a little bit better. Once I'd kind of, I'd almost calibrated my mind to get into, you know, 1980 again and just go with it. So the story is just about Gregory obsessing over this particular football girl. Um, but it turns out that, you know, he ends up getting on with this with this other girl. Yeah, and I think that's where my problem with the movie was because I've gone into it. I've seen the front cover for years. I used to see it in the video shop, you know, when we were kids, but I never wanted to, to get it. But I thought it was a Roy of the Rovers story. You know, like this girl leads this boys team to victory in this, you know, this final, they get there. And they've, they've like they've lost nine games and stuff and, and she comes in. But the continuity of the football is brilliant because it's garbage. And we only see one match, one bit of practice. And then after that, Dave, I was expecting this, you know, Gregory becomes this fucking international goalkeeper for Scotland, like Escape You're to Victory. You're thinking it's a sport movie. Yeah, I did, I, honestly. I can't believe I that, like, five minutes in, or at least after the trials, you haven't figured that out. It's, no, it's about Gregory and his whole coming-of-age story. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but Dorothy's on the front cover, and it's more about Susan, Claire Grogan. Really, like I say, I, I didn't warm to Dorothy at all. I think a character, when she's practicing with him and she's been to arse it. And what I found ridiculous is he's got his friend and we've got the fucking guy who definitely should be checked by Scotland Yard. The one who's the photographer and they go in his fucking <laughs> dark room and stuff. Yeah, no, and he yeah. sells him the fucking picture for 25p. But the only bit, the only kid I really thought was good in it was the young kid who was running the business from the toilets of the the photos of Dorothy, fifteen p. He's like, I've bought these for twenty five, and that kid's in the in the cantina. It just took me back to school. Of that kid, he comes home. The lads are there. He's like, oh, what's on earth? I'm not even going to do a Scottish accent. What's on? Ravioli. He comes. He goes ravioli. Rubbish. <laughs> like it's rubbish. Like giving them the inside tip on what not to get, and then the footy teacher comes and gets the ravioli. But that's like daft things as a kid. You would do it, go down the line, wouldn't mm. it, when you were queuing up? Yeah, like, yeah. don't get the ravioli or don't get the meat pie, it's shit. You know, I always remember at school, I think I've told this story, but this lad nicked a full portion of chips and put them in his blazer. And then he put him in his place and the fucking priest saw him and just fucking oh, one bombed him, Dave. Like and we but I had like flapjacks in my fucking blazer and stuff, and I'm shitting <laughs> it then thinking, oh my god. You go to the till and he'd be like, You just want a fucking ribena? That's 12p. No problem. I've got more fucking food in all my pockets than fucking what was paying for jacket potatoes and everything. You got like flour all over you and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh dear. Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean about the cover and, and having uh, Dorothy on it, but like I say, the clue's in the title though, isn't it? It's Gregory. He's he's the main focal character. Now, one of the things, Chris, that I think people love about this, this movie, there's several little moments that seem to, people seem to talk about uh, you know over and over again and one is kind of when uh, Gregory is talking to Dorothy they're they've just had their extra practice session this is before the photographers come in and everything he's ogling at her knees and stuff like that and Dorothy's talking about this Italian called Ronaldo <laughs> and um, you know he's, he starts to get a bit jealous doesn't he and, and but wants to be a bit sophisticated and, uh, you know, show off his Italian there. So he, he utters, you know, Bella, Bella, as his uh, Italian effort. And I think, you know, a lot of people kind of, you know, look back at that quite fondly. And I thought, you know, for the, for that particular moment, and the ones that followed it as well, cause, you know, he's going up to the Italian teacher at school and saying oh yeah yeah I've, I've always wanted to learn Italian you know and she's like do you speak any now he's like yeah yeah well two words <laughs> and when he says that first one well Bella <laughs> you know what's coming don't you you know the be- second yeah, Bella yeah. so you know things like that I thought they were funny uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious name. <laughs> I don't mean like, I didn't laugh out loud at any point in the film, but, you know, just kind of smiling, you know. Oh, all right, all right. Dare I say, charming. I'm trying not to play the Chris the heel, but that's all I've done on this because I just didn't enjoy watching this. But what I would say is the, the bit that got me perplexed about the whole movie is the end section. And, and what I would what I found really bizarre was I was still waiting for some sort of cup final, even though there's no mention of it. Completely didn't get the memo on what this was about at all. But when he, he borrows that guy's white jacket, he keeps asking him his mate, don't he can borrow your white jacket. Mm. Everyone's borrowing it. Dave, there's no fucking way that white jacket fit that lad. That lad was like a rugby player. He's like fucking Rodney or Fools and Horses. Same build. And that's supposed to fit him. He's got a fucking Don Johnson white fucking uh, blazer on. But when he take, goes on the date, they're just walking round. Like, he's just following that girl. And it's not even Dorothy, is it? He's, he's, and then eventually, obviously, he comes to Susan, Susan, Claire Grogan. But he's just following around. Do you want some chips? Yeah. Follows around. Let's go. And he just keeps following her and they're getting the music. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? And, they and were spending a nice bit of time. It was, Chris, when you were, like, 16, 17, didn't you do that? You just, there's fuck all else you can do because you can't afford to go anywhere. Dave. So you just walk around, you chat. Dave, no, come on. If, if, if at 16, 17, you're not a finger blasting behind the bike, there's something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> this is a PG man, I'm talking. <laughs> we were past all that when I was about 10, Dave. Come on. This is a first date. You know, and, and he didn't even know. You know, the the funny thing about this, again, about how charming it is and everything, and, and, and like I say, there are specific moments, but Gregory's like, he, he'll take whatever he can get, won't he? <laughs> you know, he? He goes on a date, he gets all dressed up. I, I like that, Don Johnson. Um, he gets dressed up and everything. She stood him up, but it's all this ruse, so he ends up talking with these other girls, and like it seems to be that everyone's just trying to get him to have their chips, uh, to buy him some chips and that. When that girl gets dressed in the phone box, 
in something like she looks like she's about to go out on the town and then suddenly he's like oh no 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 I don't, don't want to go there and you know so it's all this ruse it's all this plan it seems to get her to go to get him uh, to set up with Susan and he's and at each point I just think he's not asked. It's like yeah if if as long as you got your own your own teeth you know <laughs> you'll do. So you know he ends up with uh, Susan. They end up walking around again. This is his first date, Chris. You know so they're just chatting. He's this gawky, awkward, dangly teenager. So they do this you know dancing on the on the grass, dancing on the ground thing. You've got the camera tilted to the side. He's talking about, you know, gravity holding us all down or else we'd spin off, you know, into space and stuff. And I, I thought this bit was was actually quite cute. <laughs> I'm a bastard, aren't I, Dave? I am. I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. As a good Catholic boy, I'm going to hell for all this. But I do you, think... You won't either. You're disappointed. You're let down with the lack of actual football footage and finger blasting behind the bike sheds. <laughs> <laughs> now, doing that while you're playing, while saying that, Dave, they're all underage. We don't need the finger blasting. But anyway. Um, I bet there no, was plenty uh, with a fucking teacher that was talking about before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that woman who wanted the fucking uh, window cleaner, Dave. He was giving she her a fucking fucking special rate. <laughs> she was horny for him, wasn't she? <laughs> like I said, she was playing. The other, the other poor lad, he's barely able to read. You know, the, the Glaswegian Kevin Bacon. Yeah. And he can, you know, he can barely read. He obviously needs help. And she's like, would you, would you shut up? You know, she's oh, lusting after this window cleaner. I can't remember. I mean, Chris, you must have seen Confessions of a Window Cleaner. You know what? I was just about to say that. Dave, I've seen all of them. Confessions <laughs> of a Painter and everything. I've seen all of them. That guy's the ugliest fucker going, but he always <laughs> caught for him, didn't he? He's a bit like Jack off on the buses. He always caught for these ones and he was so ugly. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, yeah, it, it definitely reminded me of uh, Confessions of a Window Cleaner there, which I'm sure if we watch now, uh, ages as badly, if not worse than this. Yeah, they, they were um, sort of Friday, Saturday night late ones them days. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think what I wanted was a fucking Pele over a kick escapes a victory job. You know, Dorothy fucking leaps like a sa salmon and pulls off a Pele to win the cup final for him, but we get nothing. And, and you know what? I, I know, obviously, like you, you warm to it more and the charm of it. Don't you think it ends so abruptly, though? Forget what I've said about the movie. I was so shocked when it ended because it, it felt mm. like there was there was more of the story to tell. Not that I wasn't fucking happy when it ended, but I, I genuinely thought it just ended so abruptly because his friend had been going about Caracas, and he like these, these seven to one women oh, to yeah, men yeah. and all that. That was like the ruse, <laughs> and he was like, you know, "We want to go to Caracas. He's how many miles away?" But I just felt that it didn't put a full stop on it. It just ended like they'd run out of footage. I don't know about you, it, I didn't feel it told the, the right story at the end. I just think with these like seventies and early eighties movies, the endings are always pretty abrupt. Think about Rocky. You know, he he gets to the fight, he gets beat, then that's it. It's ended, and you're like, "What the fuck? Where, where's the rest? Where's the aftermath?" Oh, but they can't say that about I Rocky. Just think, I just think movies around that time they did seem to just end abruptly. No treat, no surrender. Two, Chris. You know, they just end in the middle of... They're in the middle of the jungle. No way of getting out anywhere. Credits roll. Just finishes. 
<laughs> Tell you what, Dave. Fucking China O'Brien should have ended before the fucking first credits finished, oh, shouldn't hell. it, really? Let's be honest. <laughs> that is so, a terrible movie. I, d- I do think it ended abruptly, but I just think... I, I think that was more of the time. Um, but I think... Uh, let me put it into this context, Chris. Again, context. Con- not context. Not a word. Um, yep. Basically, Gregory... It's kind of the template for Simon from the in-betweeners, isn't he? Yes. Yeah, pretty much so. Pretty much yeah. so. That awkward, that awkward teenager is, is something that's been replayed and replayed, whether it's kids' TV shows, movies, coming-of-age stuff, in-betweeners. Yeah, you're right. I agree with that. I do agree with that. Because I know I've watched stuff in the past about this, people saying, like, what a great film it was and coming-of-age stuff. It just didn't interest me. And I don't think... Even if I'd watched it when I was a kid, Dave, even that nostalgic thing, I wouldn't have enjoyed this. If it didn't have a car in it, or it didn't have someone getting their head sliced off, or a bit of football or something, <laughs> I wasn't here. I would never have watched this. I wouldn't have watched it at all. Even if it had been recommended, the only way I would have watched it is what we said last week about Kez, because Kez was part of my GCSE studies. And if hmm. this had been part of it, I could see this being a GCSE study case. Yeah. I bet you'd have studied the crap out of that first bit with the nurse, wouldn't you? <laughs> I don't know everyone's name, how they shot it, what was in the background, Dave. Yeah, yeah, so, right. Yeah, but I, I think, I, I don't know. I think because this is a low-budget Scottish movie, I, I do think up, up in Scotland, probably there, there's a wider age range of people who you know adore this movie. But I think if you were watching it and you were in and around that kind of age, you know, anything from, let's say, about 14 to, you know, 23 or something like that, and this movie comes out, I think you'd be interested in it. You, you love a bit of a rom-com, don't you, Chris? Yeah, not I this do. One. But not this one. But but I do. No, I do. You're right. Joel, joking aside and some of the stuff I've said, I do I, I do like a bit of um, a rom-com. I'm actually... That's just one of my favourite films, Dave. Saturday afternoon, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely my sort of film. There's a little bit of a redemption at the end, a bit of a lump in the throat. I'm, I'm all in, Dave. I don't care what anyone says. I'm abs- I mean, look, I've had to admit I'm watching Sex in the City, Dave. I even the other night I had to tell my brothers and my nephews <laughs> and <laughs> Jordan and my sister who are all in Xbox and play FIFA and Grand Theft Auto with me, and they're like, "Are you coming on?" Because my gamer tag's Hulkamania seventy eight, so all my family now calls me Hoagie because of because my guy on pro clubs was Hulk Hogan with a big mullet and beard and stuff, and he's a big monster. So they all call me Hogan. They're like, Hoagie, are you coming online? And I'm like, no, I'm watching Sex in the City. And as soon as I said it, everyone like, why have you sent that message? And my nephew comes back and went, you know what? That is the worst fucking thing you've ever sent anybody <laughs> in this family. And I've not been able to live it down. Yeah, that's even further than Love Island. Which is what you used to make your excuses about. Hey, you watched them now. I dragged you in. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. No, I, I do think if you're of that particular age range, you know, I, I think you'd like this. Um, but just watching it now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I know that, Dave. You said that with weird science. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. If I'd watched it first time round, I would have remembered it and the beats would have been there. So I do agree with that, even on them being a bit of a, a baddie today. It is the sort of film that if you've not seen it when it should have been for our age, then it, it passes you by completely. Yeah, yeah. Well, Chris, have you got anything else to say or should we go into our final review? 
No, let's go, Dave. Now, Chris, I'm... <laughs> I think I know where this is going, but what's your summary thoughts? Well, Dave, you're not wrong, actually. I've... There's a couple... There's a couple of bits that you've sort of swayed me on. I did like the kid who was running the tuck shop and that. He was just like dead young. The weird Yoda sister thing, didn't understand that <laughs> at all. Everyone's a fucking pedo who works at the school. It's just nonsense. I didn't understand the fact that he's just walking around. I wanted Escape to Victory, Dave, and I got fucking some children's day. It got Grain Jill, basically. I... I didn't find it, was, it charming. It a long it, episode of Grain Jill, wasn't it? It was, yeah. And I'm sorry for people who who out there love it. I just didn't like it. I think you're right. You've got a great point just before we went to the, tra- uh, the, the reviews there. It's, it's missed me by. And every time we watch one of these films, I've missed me. And you as well. I mean, you're not as harsh as I am, Dave. I just thought it's fucking shit. It just wasn't for me. It, I'll never watch this again, ever, ever again. And how it's at 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, I fucking do not know. So it must be fucking Mr. Sinclair putting his own reviews on different na- aliases. But <laughs> it's just, it's on YouTube. If you love it, you know, fair, you know, fair dues. But I just didn't like it at all. I just find it utterly crap. So he's going to Alderaan. It isn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I can't give it that moniker, Dave. That's the, I think it's China O'Brien now has took that mantra it's that's truly woeful but yeah it's a shame really and you know all i'm going to say to you is bring on the abuse dave because i'm going to get plenty now because people are just going to go for me so what about yourself well yeah 95 percent, and that's from 20 critics (laughs) (laughs) you know it's not just uh, it's not just a few people here we'll look so the the person who put the uh, didn't rate it as fresh. What have they said. Oh, I've lost it now. Where was, it that, was, was that Tris Telps who, who reviewed it? Yeah. <laughs> <Pris> Kelps. Um, <laughs> it says, what could have been a charming film about pining becomes a confusing mess of multiple storylines that don't amount to anything. Uh, probably aligns with what you think as well, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I agree with that one. <laughs> yeah, but if we go to IMDb, let's see what people are saying about it there. So 72 reviews, and it is 7.1 on uh, IMDb. So, you know, that's, that's pretty... Uh, pretty aligned with that. Now, the top review there... Subject, really sweet. <laughs> so again, they haven't been on the same page as us, have they, Chris? You know, no, again, it's no. this thing about being really sweet, really charming, and we're saying this is a fucking combination of Gary Glitter and uh, Jimmy Savile in the fucking teacher's lounge. <laughs> you know? So, look, when I got 15 minutes into this movie, I switched it off. Tried it again. Tried to watch it fell asleep on the sofa about 15 minutes in and I thought oh fucking hell third time looking I'm gonna try and get through it slogged through that first 15 minutes but after that there were some moments and I just thought okay I can kind of see what other people are seeing in it I I still don't 
I, I didn't really enjoy it. It felt like a real slog, if I'm honest. But there were these individual moments that I could see, you know, that, that were did, did make me smile, that didn't make me laugh out loud. And I don't think it's that type of movie that's trying to make you laugh out loud. So, yeah, I think for me, this is a, a Hell's Kitchen. I think considering what they did uh, for 200 grand, you know, there aren't many movies that you could make now where you can just go to the local community theatre, you know, and, and pick up a load of unknown actors and turn out a movie that ends up to be, you know, fairly legendary and, and lives long in the memories of a lot of people. So, yeah, I'm glad I've watched it. Probably, like yourself, never going to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> if it was to watch anything, it would be, like, little moments, you know, the whole Bella Bella thing was uh, uh, smilingly funny, not not hilarious, but, but yeah, yeah, I think, uh, glad we've done it and it's out of the way now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Colin, don't delete me, please. <laughs> Yeah, but no. <laughs> I, it's a bit different for us, though, isn't it? Because we, especially in the last few months, we've mostly done like action and martial arts movies and stuff. So to do something like this, a bit different, and uh, yeah, like I say, glad we've done it. No, no, it, it is. It's good to have a mix on the show as well, Dave. It's the same stuff, you know. My love for Lauren Avedon never fades, Dave. So I've got some. <laughs> I've, I've found another movie up my sleeve at some point. So that's going to be coming in, but I am not going to do myself over on my next pick. I'm picking something good. However, Dave, I want to thank our Patreons. So if you do want to support us, guys, patreon.com forward slash the VHS Strikes Back. Big thanks to uh, Lucky Lulu Green, uh, Jax, Math, Blake, John Hammond, Brent from the Cinema Chat Podcast, wonderful Mr. Tony Farina, and big thanks this week, Dave, to Mr. Daniel Herbert, because he has picked next week true romance so i think we should get into our trailer let's go from the director of top gun and beverly hills cop 2 hello baby clarence i'm a married man buddy <laughs> a con man ask him if you got the letter did you get the letter what letter no time tom we gotta go a call girl Huh? Ah! I'm Alabama. She a four-alarm fire or what? She seems very nice. What are you doing in LA anyway, huh? And a suitcase full of trouble. My name is Vincent Cocotti. I work as consul for Mr. Blue Lou Boyle, the man your son stole from. Now, all that stands between them and their wildest dreams. Find out who this winging a prayer artist is and take him off at the neck. Are 60 cops, 40 agents. He's a wild man, this kid Clarence. I like him. 30 mobsters. I haven't killed anybody since 1984. And a few thousand bullets. We're all gonna die here. These are cops. Put it down. Put it down. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken. Slow it down, man. In a Tony Scott film. I think what you did, I think what you did was so 
Not since Bonnie and Clyde have two people been so good at being bad. True Romance. Just before we go, as always, guys, if you want to support us, at VHS Strikes Back on social media. If you want to email us, the VHS Strikes Back at gmail.com. And if you do get time, please drop us a review on the show. We do appreciate it and we will read it out and it helps us get up them charts. Now, Dave, I'm not going to throw you under the bus today, my friend, because I've got a quote nice. from this movie. <laughs> nice. I know it's terrible. What a great friend to do every episode. Though, <laughs> <laughs> I live another day. <laughs> but I want, a, I want a quote that really stands out now because I'm getting wise to the fact that you're going to throw me over to me at some point. So I'm going to finish with this one, Dave, unless there's anything else you want to say before we go. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm intrigued at what this... Uh, what this new leaf of preparation is all about. <laughs> it's a one-off, Dave. Don't worry. Next week, I'll be like, oh, for fuck's sake, you've got me again. But Eric, and I don't even know who that character is in the movie, comes out with a saying, which is absolutely correct with the world we live in, Dave. And he simply says... I know what, I know what it is. Yeah, Go he on. says, in another million years... <laughs> and I think it took about 41 years, but good, you know, pre-planning, Eric wasn't far off. In another million years... At years in another million years let's say that for the third time there'll be no men no women they'll just be people just the whole world of wankers and isn't eric correct dave <laughs> <laughs> yeah it didn't take us a million years did it <laughs> no not the world we live in now so we'll see you next time bye now that's it man game over man it's game over what the fuck are we gonna do now what are we gonna do Maybe we could build a fire, sing a couple of songs, huh? Why don't we try that? We better get back, because it'll be dark soon, and they mostly come at night. Mostly. I'll be back. That's not. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Wax on, wax off. You go for it. Well, here we go. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't so bad. Ain't nothing. You must be crazy or something. I'm crazy. You're just a stupid. Yeah, maybe you're crazy. You ain't breathing heavy. He's a fool. He's stupid. I see you in six months.